Gen that's what Scarlet plays. What is it? That Genshin Impact game. Is it like a phone game or is it a computer game? Uh, it, she plays it on the PlayStation, but she downloaded it onto her phone too. Uh, is she wanting, or I'm sure her and Nate both, are they wanting that PS5? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, maybe I'll just get it like for my Christmas present. I was like, no. <laughs> you think I'm spending that much on you on Christmas? <laughs> no. <laughs> you were like, I don't like you that much. <laughs> no, no. Or our kids that <laughs> yeah, much. None of you. None of you that much. Josh, he's got a friend who he gets updates every time. A GameStop location gets a new whatever. He's like, hey, just so it, you dude. know. <laughs> They're here. Yeah. <laughs> Not being bought by Amber. <laughs> or or Megan. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing about technology. It just, it's obsolete so quickly. I mean, I want, I want him to get one because he doesn't really get to buy a lot of fun things. And I to really, have a fun thing. I get it. Like you need to let yourself have a fun thing every so often. If Nate didn't have a jungle at our house, maybe he could have a PlayStation 5. But. I get that. <laughs> See, my fun thing is traveling, which is way more expensive than, mm. you know, things normally. Oh, but traveling's so good. It's so much fun. <laughs> and you get to keep those memories forever, Josh. Yes. He enjoys it when we go, but he could also be at home playing PS5, so... <laughs> Super Soft Podcast. I'm your host, Megan Contra. And co-host, Amber Fransman. So, Peter Patter. Let's get at her. Previously on Not My Forte, a Super Soft Podcast. The big change I was talking about a couple episodes ago, <laughs> uh, it should be up now. Our new logo is I up. saw. I'm so excited. It looks so good. I love it. I want to give a big, big shout out to... Jeremy Stewart. I keep calling him our Stewart because I clicked onto that last name. Stewart. But Jeremy Stewart did the graphic for us and just a huge thank you to him because I love it. Thank yeah, awesome. it looks really good. And then two things that I wanted to just kind of touch on. We talked about uni versus college and Josh mm -hmm. kind of jumped in. Too. I know. I noticed that on the podcast that he kind of clarified. Yeah, but I looked it up today. And so uni is, I think, what they all go to up until the age of 16. Because I, I looked it up today to clarify, because I know it's different in the mm -hmm. UK. It's not just two-year college first, it's four-year college necessarily. Because I know that's what it is here in the U.S. I think uni is what you go to to get ready to go to college. Yeah. So it's like you're like prepping for prep. tests to go to college. Huh. If I understood that correctly this morning. So. We are both college graduates and university graduates. And I work in education <laughs> and I am still just wild guesses. Yes. The University of Wild Guesses. Mm. <laughs> and then did you have anything else you wanted to expound upon on the Mennonite theory thing that we... Not on that. When we record the podcast the one that comes out the day that we record is two weeks prior. Yeah. And so I hadn't been doing previously on, but I decided I'm just going to start doing the one. Yeah. <laughs> like, when I listen to the one that comes out. They'll I'll, figure it yeah, out. <laughs> it'll all be okay. So Kayla, thank you for apologizing for, uh, for <laughs> not wearing it. Just Kayla sent a message and said, I'm sorry. I didn't dress up. So, uh, she's got two little kids and she said she had a rough morning. So <laughs> I forgive you and I love you. And okay. Oh, and then I looked up. <laughs> 
the difference. You always look up the nice things, and I always find the crudest things to look up. The difference between <laughs> bladder stones and kidney stones. Oh, yeah. I kind of wondered about that. And this didn't get too elaborate, but I guess they are different. They develop in different ways. And kidney stones can travel down into your bladder. And if you don't like passing a kidney stone, I've never had it, but I've heard it's very painful. Yeah. But I guess if it doesn't pass, it can become a bladder stone. Oh, no. So they are different, though. So that was something. I wonder. Oh, that just sounds terrible. I'm, I know. I'm very blessed to have never had to deal with that. Thank goodness. You stay hydrated. <laughs> I, but that's the thing. I don't. I should. Oh. I should have kidney stones two times over. You know, I never. This is the first time I've had any kind of non-coffee liquid in front say, of me. Look at you. You've got the water today, and I've got the coffee. It's usually. So, although I don't know, I've been on a coffee kick lately, and it's finally cold enough to have a hot coffee. Yeah. It finally got cold here. It hadn't been cold. <laughs> I'm not a fan <laughs> personally, but. What did you think of today's episode that you listened to? Today's episode that I listened to, yeah. I liked it. Yeah, I, yeah. I it was. I was really excited about it. I think it was fun. I don't think we loved the episode necessarily, mm-hmm. but I think our episode was fun. I always like listening to it. Like I, I genuinely look forward to. I did have a sense of deja vu though when I was listening to it. Like, am I on the right week? Is this the latest one that's come out? I had to check myself, and I think. It was because after we recorded it, we sat here and talked for a long time after about it and then looked up videos about the show. And so I don't know if it was just because we spent so much time going back and rewatching parts of the episode together afterwards, Mm -hmm. but it just, it was like, I feel like I've heard this one before, but it, it wasn't, it was new, Yeah. but I had a weird deja vu matrix glitch that happened there <laughs> i trip myself up quite a lot have you seen the new matrix no you haven't Josh, i've actually only ever seen the first matrix oh, really? i've never seen any of the sequels i've never seen any of them i saw the first one when it came out when it was super hyped up mm-hmm. and i enjoyed it okay i but i haven't seen it in a really long time i might go back and try to rewatch it josh loves loves them and he watched the new one here at home uh-huh and apparently thought it was awesome. I don't know. Like. I've heard good things. And I like uh, Keanu Reeves. If oh, yeah, I had I HBO too. Max, though, I would have been watching the Hogwarts reunion. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I watched that. We cried all day. It was so good. Uh, we don't have it, so don't tell me about it. Because I, I might do like a free week trial and do the that one and the Friends reunion all in one fell swoop. Yeah, but. I will say it is worth it to Mm. to do it it was so good and josh is a late harry potter fan i'm a late harry potter fan he watched the movies and like knew about all those and then i talked him into i don't think he he didn't read any of the books but i have all the audiobooks Mm -hmm. i i have i have the cassette tape audiobook from middle school but they're just so good and so he even got a little emotional watching it with me. Well, I like it's like it's instead of you and I being the exact same, this is where our relationships are flipped. Yeah. Nate has been a long time Harry Potter. Like he grew up with the books and yeah. he grew up watching the movies. 
I never read any of the books and never saw any of the movies until he and I started dating. And I was a grown up at that point. Yeah. And I was like, I don't want to read that. That's you a feel kid silly. book. Yeah. yeah. Especially the first one, because they kind of mature as the books go on. Mm-hmm. But when I sat down and started trying to read the first one, I was like, this is like a middle schooler book. I don't want to read it. But now I'm like, I want to watch the reunion. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. I am so invested in Tom Felton and Emma Watson <laughs> as a couple. I know they're not dating, but they're adorable <laughs> but, together. <laughs> Anyway, about this TV show. Oh, yeah. Show. What are we talking about? Uh, did you have any more previously on? Uh, no, no. Well, it's kind of a previously on, but it's also kind of a what's the scoop. So I'll save it for the end okay. so as to not. I've got a big what's the scoop, too. It so ties we'll... in with, I think, the one okay. you're, yeah. But... Good deal. <laughs> um, all right. So, goodness. Anyway. Where are we at? <laughs> Season six. Episode, what's it? Where are we at? I think uh, it's four. Episode four. Yeah, four. This was released December 25th, 2018. Jared Kiso and Jacob Tierney wrote it, and Jacob Tierney directed it. This one's called Dick's Slip Out. And <laughs> let's see, the synopsis, the Hicks attempt to help Noah Dick and Anita Dick find their daughters. Jerry comes up to the produce stand and asks Wayne for a stick of gum. Wayne gives him two and asks him to say about. Dan similarly asks for a stick because he's breathing fire and takes two himself. Wayne asks him to say about. He says, abouts. Katie comes up next to ask for a stick of gum and another for later. He asks her to say about as well. Because the G.I. Jehovah come up the laneway the other day and he said a boat. He says that we think Canadians say a boot. He's saying a boat. A boat. He's super Canadian. <laughs> this is super Canadian, man. <laughs> he said it like a boot. <laughs> can't even uh, say it wrong. Break right. fix. I can't even say it wrong, right? Yeah. A boat. Like, if you're out on the water, you're in a boat. Derry says, to be fair, Yanks think Canadians are weird for saying a boot. Instead of about. <laughs> Can't say it wrong, right? I'm just right. loving listening to you say the word so often, so many times. <laughs> it sounds weird now. Yeah, it's not even um, a real word anymore. Uh, Wayne says, Yanks make fun of them for saying a boot. Katie asks who says a boot, and Wayne says, I don't know, really you have to ask. Murda. Yank. <laughs> Wayne returns to telling the story of his conversation with the Jehovah's Witness, intending to waste his time, as you do. <laughs> Wayne invites him to tell him what the religion's all about. And Bob, Bob, as his name turns out to be, obliges. Wayne says that the phone rang at that point, so he assumes that Bob skedaddled. However, Bob appears, <laughs> offering to tell him more and leave behind literature. Wayne tells him to get the murder out. <laughs> the scene cuts to Wayne holding one of Stormy's puppies. Hey, what'd you get into? Could you use a stick of gum? Oh, we talked to the puppy. He's I was like, who's he talking to? He's talking to the little pup. <laughs> so that's the whole cold open. I guess I just went ahead and read the whole thing. They The wiki pages seemed weird to me this whole season. They've really cut this up. Yeah. But I guess if you... I mean, that's what happened. You look at it but... as though here's the interaction, then the interaction with Wayne and the guy, and then both. Yeah. So I guess they're kind of, they're kind of right here. 
What'd you think of this? Dan, don't eat anything right after you brush your teeth or drink anything. What's he say? He had orange juice orange or something juice. to let, yeah. After he brushed his teeth. Oh. Like you don't you can't do anything right after you brush your teeth. That's a that's a bad day. Yeah. I love orange juice and you have to I don't know. Do you have to eat right when you wake up? Yes. I do too. Yeah, or I feel yucky. Yeah. But I have to leave also right when I wake up. So I get I get the conundrum here, Dan. Yeah, like I wake up, brush your teeth, eat breakfast. I'm more of a eat breakfast and then I brush my teeth mid-morning. Yeah. <laughs> like not right when I get up. Yeah, I, I get that. I, I don't know. But yeah, you can't brush your teeth and then eat anything yeah. or drink anything. It's just gross. Gotta let it sit. Yeah, it's gotta, it's gotta chill out there for a minute. I'm kind of surprised that... Wayne's a gum guy, but I would say he got into that because he smokes. Could be. For like when he can't smoke, he chews gum. Yeah. I just can't see you don't him really chomping see on him gum. chew gum. It, it seems like one of those habits that he would consider rude. Yeah. I don't know. You know what I mean? I get like, that. Yeah. He's not stingy with it. I am stingy with my gum. I was going to say, he's freely giving it away, and I'm more stingy with my gum, too. <laughs> oh, my uh, gosh. When I smoked, I was stingy with my cigarettes, because smokers are notorious for bumming, I mean, off of strangers. Yeah. Like, hey, you got a cigarette? And sharing. I'll share to a certain extent, but he just gave away his entire pack of yeah, gum. <laughs> that's, that's a whole pack he just gave away there, Wayne. Yeah. What kind of gum is your favorite or do you like gum at all i like yeah i like gum especially when i'm in the massage room because i tend to grip my teeth and i like to have that cushion so i don't actively chew it but i have it in my mouth yeah plus you don't want to be massaging somebody with bad breath yeah and so i yeah i'm a fan of gum i like wintergreen gum i'm kind of equal opportunity i like (laughs) cinnamon and fruity and minty, whatever you got. I don't just about. like cinnamon gum. Yeah, I get. I love why. the smell of cinnamon, but mm-hmm. it's a it's a too harsh. And then I don't like fruity gum. I did when I was a kid, like that juicy fruit that only had flavor for three chews, yes. and then it was just a lump in your mouth. Yeah, but no, I, I love it, the cheap juicy fruit. But I'm super particular too because I don't like peppermint or spearmint gum. It has to be wintergreen. It has to be winter. Yeah. <laughs> I'm super picky about it. You're a gum connoisseur. I am. I will turn down gum if it's not winter cream. Like, would you like no, some gum? You. Like, well, what kind is it? Nah, I'm good. Dan looked super cute here. He had on just a checkered blue and white shirt. I He's was, always so cute. Yeah. He, I don't know. He just looked a little bit more done up today for uh-huh. some reason. And maybe they did that because it was later. But I'm surprised they're not smoking. You know? They usually are, especially when they're sitting out in front of the produce stand, which now that I said that out loud, I wonder why they think it's okay. I guess because, you know, it's their property and they're outside, so why not smoke? But if you're selling food, (laughs) it seems like you wouldn't be smoking right next to it all day long. True. But I never really thought of that as an issue until I just said it. But yeah. How do you feel about Jehovah's Witnesses or anybody that comes up? I was going to ask. I have never had it happen to me. Hmm. Josh has. I'm very rarely home in the middle of the day. Uh, and I can't think that it's ever happened to me. I was, I was raised in church. And that was something that we did was go around and knock on doors and yeah. invite people to church. But now that I don't go to church and I'm a grown up, I said, don't come to my house and knock on my door. Don't try to convert me. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> I would not like that. This and kid at least seems... 
pleasant enough. Yeah, he seems it's kind of annoying, nice. but still uh, <laughs> not not too pushy. Bob. Poor poor Bob. Poor Bob. <laughs> but yeah, he says it's a Bob Bob Bob. <laughs> I said, "Hey Amber, say about about <laughs> about." <laughs> it starts saying weird. They say it so many times, but. Even they make fun of it in the show a few times, like uh, when she says, get out, or oh yeah, there's get something ab- about Mary, or wh- whatever the the jokes that they've they've made a few, because Canadians say it funny, <laughs> a boot, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, I, yeah, I couldn't even say it wrong correctly, so I get in my own head about it. <laughs> You're like, wait a second, how did I just pronounce that? Katie had guess and brew in her coffee that morning. Yeah, she's starting early. Yeah. Oh uh, well, guess and brew is what whiskey. I still yeah. think it would be gross, but what do people put? Uh, people bourbon in their coffee. It's called or, a, isn't that called a hot toddy? That is whiskey and honeyed tea. I think. Oh, okay. I don't really want a warm beverage with alcohol in it. Well, I don't. The know. I guess only like time be- that I could do that is if it was Bailey's or Kahlua or. Something like that in hot coffee. More of a dessert hot coffee, not a, I'm an alcoholic and I've got (laughs) to put whiskey in my coffee to get through this day. Yeah, she kind of comes out like she's seen some She's had coffee with alcohol in it already this morning. Did her white shorts bother you? I didn't notice them, so (laughs) so I I guess not too much then. I think it bothered me that they were all bumming gum. So maybe I just couldn't even pay because I didn't notice Dan's that clothes either. You. Yeah, I think I was already bothered by something. I couldn't be bothered by something else. They, they're making fun of this accent thing. And I'm wondering if the way this guy sounds is a more southern or more northern. Like a regional. Like a specific dialect of the way Canadians sound to I, other Canadians. I had that thought because I always think Canadians sound the same. But Canada is a really big place. And then I yeah. think about how different people sound in America. People who come to Tennessee, when I first moved here, I couldn't understand anybody. <laughs> yeah. Versus how people sound in like Boston or New York or out west. And, you know, it's everybody has a different way of speaking. And so when you come to a certain area, I guess it's just a, a regional dialect thing that's what i'm thinking because later on i think there's a storyline where they poke fun at the way newfoundlanders sound oh and see that's something that i wouldn't think like oh yeah i, I guess they might that. sound different when they speak but <laughs> aren't you that about <laughs> blanket canadian like, <laughs> yeah it's just all across the board canadian yeah just canadian you all sound the same i love the way that Derry tries to say about though <laughs> he's trying to impersonate us. Yeah. <laughs> and he almost sounds like he's broken. About. Poor Derry's always sounding like he's kind of broken. About. The Jehovah's Witness name, his name is Andrew Pimento. Like the cheese. Like the cheese. Yes. <laughs> and so not Pinto like the bean. No. Pimento like the cheese. <laughs> cheese not bean. <laughs> yes. And as far as I could tell, he's just done a few shorts and... Letter Kenny, he's not. He was pretty funny in this. I mean, he has a tiny role, but he did a good job. Yeah, he did, of it. he did a good job for the small amount of time he was given. And he's just like, okay, bye. <laughs> okay. <laughs> nope, stuck around. <laughs> do do they not celebrate Christmas and they don't drink and they don't dance and they don't watch R-rated movies and they don't listen to music? I. 
because I don't really know a whole lot about it, honestly. Okay, well, we won't speculate because that just gets slippery slope. (laughs) Well, I was going to say, if you're a Jehovah's Witness, let us know. But if they don't do that, they're probably not listening to our podcast or watching (laughs) Letter Kenny. (laughs) Send us a letter. (laughs) Yeah, but what do you have to say? I don't know what phone rang. I went inside to get it. Kind of forgot he was out there, so must have skedaddled. Nope. I'd be more than happy to continue telling you what being a Jehovah's Witness is all about. I'll bore to leave you behind some literature. What's your fucking name again? Bob. The fuck out of here, Bob. Okay. Okay, so first scene. A horse-drawn carriage pulls up the laneway. It's the Mennonites, Noah and Anita Dick. They exchange greetings. Noah invites Wayne to call him Noah Dick, and Anita tells Derry to continue to call her Mystic. <laughs> I noticed that. It was kind of strange. <laughs> Noah says Wayne's family has always been kind to their community, but stumbles asking for help. A frustrated Anita demands to know where their daughters are. Noah Dick says, Anita Dick now. <laughs> yeah, this wordplay. No. <laughs> They fear the little dicks have been bitten by the good time bug while on their gap year or rumspringa. And they are starting to worry about them. Wayne reports that he did see them at the bush party, but not since. He asks Katie if she has seen a dick or two, which she considers a loaded question. (laughs) Anita says while their daughters are free to choose whether to stay in the English world, they believe... Our dicks belong in the hands of the Mennonite community. I kind of hate reading some of this stuff. (laughs) I'm like, not embarrassed. What is the word? It's cringy to read and see. Secondhand embarrassed a little bit. I'm like, secondhand. I feel bad for you having to read this right now. And I'll just read this last little bit. Katie says that she last saw them with the hockey players which scandalizes the dicks. Fortunately, this makes them easy to track down as they will either be at the gym or the barn. Derry names Riley and Jonesy as people of interest. Isn't that called Rumspringa? Men are talking, Daryl. Anita Dick and I are concerned that our little dicks have been bitten. Mrs. Dick is a savage. <laughs> She's <laughs> sassy. Yeah. She says to Derry, men are talking now. I <laughs> I loved that, but also hated it a little bit. I was going to ask what you thought about it. It made me laugh. I was like, this bitch is not even just... Not here for your... Dairy. You still call me Mrs. Dick? Men are talking. Be quiet. Like, she made me laugh. This episode, I remembered it from before. Yeah. But in my memory, I didn't like it. Oh, well, that's what I was going to say. I, I didn't think you liked... I don't, like, the Mennonite storyline, usually, the dick wordplay, and the dad, especially, is annoying. It's a cheap laugh. Yeah. But I really liked this episode. Uh, I was surprised by how much I liked it. You surprised yourself? Yeah. Because I knew what it was about going in. And and again, the dad is annoying to me, but the mom made me laugh a lot. (laughs) Okay, well, I have some notes on this. Okay. So, Noah Dick is Jonathan Torrens, who is... Off and on, the guest writer. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. And we've not loved a lot of the guest writer's stuff, so I don't, I can't remember which one that he's done. But he's one of the ones who he's one of the guest- writes. And it's so funny because you don't like him. I, I obviously, there's probably some thoughts on his <laughs> guest writer skills, but I think he's a good character actor. I think he seems... 
Oh, he definitely nails the character. It's yes. the character I don't like. <laughs> it's the fact that it's just the character itself. I think, I should probably look this up before mm-hmm. I say, but I want to say that he was one of the ones that also writes for Trailer Park Boys. I've heard that the two shows are similar, but I've never watched Trailer Park Boys. Nate watched a few of those. I could see him enjoying that. Did he like it? Yeah, he said it was funny. He said, oh, yeah, you should watch it sometime, but it's not one that I've ever started up. Oh, he looks really different without a Mennonite beard. <laughs> he is a television personality. I can't read. Oh, yeah. Trailer Park Boys. Yeah. Oh, he's he's one of the characters on it. Okay. Huh. So, that's, yeah. And. Well, he might do some writing on it, too. Like, he's a character yes, on this. That does I was going to say, I, I, that's probably what. I would say the case is he probably writes and stars in it just like Glenn does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Anita Dick is Sarah Wayne Callies of Walking Dead fame. Wait, who is she on Walking Dead? She's Lori. World's worst mom, no, Lori. No, she's not. Yeah, she is. Is there a pic? I gotta pull up a picture of her. Hang on. That is crazy to me. Yeah. That's one of those ones like, what? Walking Dead's what I know her from. She de- She's done and she's doing a ton of stuff though she has her own podcast right now dude it is she looks so different yeah it's crazy i mean wow i would not have believed that (laughs) my mind is blown well i knew that i I hated her on walking dead yeah i mean everybody did she wasn't yeah she was written badly yeah she got a lot of hate yeah (laughs) Uh, i think she did the best she could with what she was given yeah i mean (laughs) this is your character but I would have never guessed that that was her. Yeah. That's so funny. Her podcast she has, it's more like, what did Josh call it? He called it a audiobook podcast, basically. It's like a story within a podcast. It okay. just It's like a story. It's like an audiobook, but it comes out in episodes, basically. Oh, okay. So, and it's called Aftershock, but... It's with a ton of people. Hmm. There's David Harbour from Stranger Things. Oh, yeah. Jeffrey Dean Morgan from Walking Dead. (laughs) And Denny from Grey's Anatomy, obviously. And Tati Gabriel, who's from The 100 and from You, most recently. The new love interest in You. Have you seen yeah. the Netflix? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the, library, the girl from the library. Oh, Marianne. The, yep. That's ah, her. She's so pretty. So she's in it. And then Janelle Parrish from Pretty Little Liars is also in it. Never watched that. The books are pretty good. The TV show was probably a disappointment. That's what I was going to say. Was there... Oh, are the Pretty Little Liars? Yeah. TV? Okay. Because they, I don't think they knew who they wanted A to B. And they wanted to just keep dragging out the TV show. It was uh, way past the books. It was uh, off in left field. And so, kind of like what they did with Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah. They were like, "Well, we kind of know what happened, so let's wrap let's it just, up. <laughs> let's just kind of figure this out ourselves." <laughs> There's a really good. I don't know if it's Honest Trailers or I love Honest Trailers meeting about Game of Thrones, where it's like. We only have six episodes. We've got to get this wrapped up. <laughs> and the production company's like, we can give you more episodes. I said, nope, nope, just six. We can only do six. And he's like, we will give you more episodes. Nope, can't do it. Can't do it. Oh, gosh. That was, that was such a huge disappointment. But I'm still going to watch the new HBO TV show that's coming out. <laughs> I read all the books that are out for Game of Thrones. When the show starts to veer off of the course of the books, I still liked the show. I liked the show. I watched it to the end. 
And, you know, it didn't end spectacularly, but I still... I didn't hate it as much as some other people really hated yeah. it. But, yeah. If they had stuck to source material, it might have been... It would have definitely been a lot different. Anyway. Yeah, I think they're... Well, we could get into so much Game of Thrones podcast. This is about nonsense. letter, Kenny. Yeah. So, Charity and Chastity Dick are missing. Yeah, what are we even talking about? Okay. Uh, men are talking, Dairy. Men are talking. Man, I guess if she messed with zombies and did all that, she can handle Dairy well enough. <laughs> yeah. I get it. I mean, she's sassy. She's really in it this episode. I found myself really liking her because... She is missing her daughters, and she mm-hmm. means business. Yeah, like, she's not fair around. Where are our daughters? Give us our daughters back. She is not afraid to hurt somebody's feelings. She just needs to get this done. Yeah. I loved how they were so uncomfortable when Katie came outside. Oh, yeah. It, <laughs> he had to avert his eyes and mm-hmm. look up in the sky. <laughs> and Katie knows it, but I felt like it kind of irritated her at first and then she just kind of was like well whatever i'm just gonna live my Lean life in. and they yeah <laughs> and they they get really aghast at katie's exploits because mm-hmm. she i mean she didn't have to say anything but she's just gonna be this is who i am mm-hmm. take it or leave it i said weird vibes with dan which that's explained later yeah i put what why is dan hating on the dick so hard yeah. but then I, later on yeah. i said oh my questions are being answered <laughs> and then the very last thing about this scene is my absolute new favorite sign off is he goes well until soon <laughs> and i was like oh that's so cute <laughs> he's almost little kiddish yeah too he matured to the level of about a fourth grader and then stopped <laughs> yeah mentally <laughs> yes the dicks arrive at the hockey arena where the hockey players are sitting in the parking lot in jonesy's jeep and I did make note of that. So this is Jonesy's Jeep. Jonesy, so Riley's is the other it's one. It's the red one. Oh, yeah, that's so cute. <laughs> that is adorable, and I love the color. His and his Jeeps. His and his Jeeps. Oh, and they ride off into the sunset. Aww. They make introductions and admit to meeting Charity and Chastity, but not meeting them. They say they have seen them, but they've not seen them. <laughs> and they suggest the dicks try the dollar store, where they may be dancing with the skids. Noah and Anita bid farewell with praise be to God and praise be to him. Riley responds, blessed be the fruit. And Jonesy says, may the Lord open. And Anita assumes that must be from a new Bible translation. I love that so much. He calls them in the other one. And then I put, do we think that our boys didn't really sleep with them? But then again, my question got answered later on in the episode because I was like, because uh, they're saying that they didn't, but those girls went into the cornfield with them and I'm assuming that it happened. Yeah. But and then Riley and Jonesy quoting Handmaid's Tale just did it for me. I that love was it. hilarious. I love knowing that Riley and Jonesy, these characters are fans <laughs> of, of the Handmaid's Tale. And when he does it, Jonesy's doing a peace sign. He's just like, I don't know how to be around religious people. <laughs> I know. They seem so uncomfortable. <laughs> oh, my gosh. After they depart, Charity and Chastity emerge from the back seat where they have been hiding. Riley observes that they have been around a lot, and they admit to loving the English world. Put a little English on a dick. And we'll put a little Mennonite on a penis. 
that made me laugh. It's so crude, but when she said it, I was like, ah! <laughs> That's a Riley and Jonesy thing to say, yeah. though. Uh, they would be pleased with themselves if they had said it. Right? <laughs> they have some stage five clingers here, though. Yeah. Pringles cans is what I've heard it called. Oh. Once you pop, you can't yep. stop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it kind of makes me wonder if... Was that their first, do you think? Or do you think it was... I don't know. Questions. I... I don't know how it couldn't be because it seems like the Mennonite community would be very hard to sneak around in. There would always be some sort of chaperone somewhere or somebody that would tell on you if you tried to step out of line. So I'm assuming they're the firsts. And maybe that's why they're clingy like that. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. Because you get a little clingy with your first. That I could see that, but that was very. Uh, I'm trying to Zero think about to how to phrase. Yes, like yeah, they from from virgin to we'll put a little Mennonite on your penis. <laughs> like whoa, what just happened there? Riley and Jonesy were not ready for that. And first of all, you know that this isn't what they're looking for <laughs> because I'm sure that it's nice to have the option of having sex over and over and over, <laughs> and over again, but. They are trying to rack up numbers, so yeah. this isn't adding to their numbers. Well, but then, guys, that's something you have to consider before you take that V-card. Yeah. This, it's a bit of a commitment. Even if it's not a lifelong commitment, yeah. you have to be prepared that it, it might be more emotionally substantial for the person who it was their first time yeah. than it is for you with Just your take takedown. Just take a quick second to ask. Yeah. Is this a big deal for you? A little consideration beforehand. So the girls that play the sisters are Cora Eckert and Olivia Kalili. And (laughs) both of them just, as far as I can tell, just in Letterkenny. So. And they're, but they're IMDb IMDb pages. I kind of, I think I was... Not mean, but like said something about they didn't look as cute before. Yeah, they are very pretty. Their professional pictures are up, and I was like, dang. Well, maybe in the first because this is only the second episode that we've seen them, seen them right. And the first one was just them. You know, maybe they're supposed to look kind of like people who yeah, (laughs) fresh out of the community. Okay, back at the produce stand, Katie asks Dan why he hates Mennonites so much. Derry praises their work ethic. Wayne admires how fast they can run. <laughs> Katie and Derry admit that they can drive a hard bargain in business. Wayne reiterates that every one of them can run like the wind. Like the wind. It's such a weird sticking point, but I, I find it hilarious. <laughs> Good runners, too. Fucking they run. Well, they'll run like the wind. Every one of them can run. Well, they'll beat you in a race, boy. Fucking they run. Jeff Davies was fast, too. Not as fast as an apper, though. Fucking they run. No, I told you they were fast. I'm the one who's been saying this entire time how fast they are. Fucking they run. He relates a story from when he was 15. He was in the Letterkenny Days picnic. On the hottest day of July, Wayne was away at the Jeff Davies Memorial Tournament. Dan was entered in a potato sack race and fell in love with a girl holding the prize, a glass of lemonade. Which is so weird to me, too. So much about this story is weird to me. I feel like that's a... Like if the Mennonites had a field day type situation, I feel like that's something that they would have as their prize. 
like an orange or something yes. for Christmas. <laughs> yeah, like but I don't, here's I mean, I don't a glass know. of lemonade. It's almost forbidden because there's sugar in it, but <laughs> we'll make an exception for this. <laughs> Despite her broad shoulders, she was cute as a bug's horn. I don't even know what to think about that. So this inspired Dan. He was set to win the race when all of a sudden a schmelly in a sack came out of nowhere. Wayne reminds them that he has been repeatedly pointing out how fast they are. Dane was knocked over ass over tea kettles, but the midnight was not disqualified, and he never got to meet the girl, Lavina Dick, younger sister of Noah Dick. Derry giggles at the thought of Dan getting with a schmilly dick. Oh my God. And usually that when they do the play on words that they do over and over and over again, it gets on my nerves, but it really made me giggle this up. I don't know. I, I, maybe I was in a mood or something, but usually that's not the kind of humor that gets me, but it made me laugh this episode. I think it was interesting that they made a point to say that Wayne used to play baseball. I'm assuming for a official team of some sort. I still want to know how old they all are because if Dan, I mean, it says it's, her sister, so I'm assuming younger sister, if Noah and Anita are old enough to have daughters that are nearly grown, or hopefully grown enough to, you know, yeah, be going to bush <clears throat> parties. So, how much... But again, much... no one's carded them, and we don't know uh, yeah, when they're run from I... spring has started. <laughs> I put, I need a map. <laughs> I need a map. <laughs> yes. To all that. And all my questions are being answered because I wrote down, why is Dan so mad at the at the dicks? And do we think our boys really slept with them? And then five minutes later, not even five minutes later, 30 seconds later, all my questions are just yeah. being answered. Here, though, I, I did write before you go on, we do find out definitively Dan was not a Mennonite. No. Because of just his vocabulary, his the way he... Tells his story. Here. Yeah, it wasn't like during our Mennonite picnic, you know, he's outside that community. Yes. I put Dan like the wind. Ayo! <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love that running joke of them being fast for some reason. <laughs> Especially because, well, we you've seen season 10 now, right? Yes. <laughs> Where Noah runs in season 10. Just, he just has a little tiny clip of him running. And... <laughs> Well, and I think, so that episode in season 10, not to talk too much about it, he really annoyed me in that episode too. And Mm -hmm. I think maybe when I watched that and thought about this one, I was like, oh yeah, the Mennonite ones annoy me, but this one was funny. I did the exact same thing with the the hot tub one. Yeah. 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 So I get you. Memory is a, it's a weird fickle thing. (laughs) (laughs) But Derry's saying he should have been DQ'd like a chocolate dipped ice cream cone or something like that yeah and he mentioned a mirage candy bar which i'd never heard of but i looked no, it up i don't know what that is it's just a milk chocolate bar filled with bubbles bubbles it's like got bubble spaces in it like air bubbles it basically oh, yeah. okay that's weird yeah and it's in a long trapezoid shape and it's mostly just sold in canada long trapezoid shape what is this i have no idea that sounds so weird it's to called me. a mirage candy bar what's that about canada he said top favorite all-time candy bar huh what's your top favorite candy bar a caramello bar Ooh, those are pretty good oh they're so good yeah what about you 
I like hundred grand bars. I, it's a good, it's chocolate, but it also has, it, it's, and I like the take five bars. I like oh, it when there's yeah. something crunchy Fresh, in there. Yeah. yeah. I haven't had one of those in a minute. I have to stop and get one of those on the way home. I also will never turn down a Milky Way. I am opposite. I don't like crunch in mine. Oh. Just give me chocolate and caramel and I'm a happy girl. Chocolate and caramel. I like I like candy. I, I have a sweet tooth. More than a salty tooth, I have a sweet tooth. Three Musketeers are good, too. Yeah. That's just fluffy on the inside. I like Twix. Damn it. <laughs> what have we started? What have we done? <laughs> this is um, not good. <laughs> But something I hate hmm. is all field day games. Just all of them, just about. Do you? Yeah. I used to love field day. Oh, man. I was much more athletic in my youth than I am now, but water balloon tosses and eggs on a spoon and three-legged races and stuff, tug of war. I loved that stuff. Like Founder's Day. Yeah. When we do those games. And it, we were good at yeah, them often. Yeah, we usually won. I love stuff like that. I don't mind team stuff i don't know it's just, just not i don't like a lot of pressure on me i like, like to keep it i will say even when i was younger and in better shape i enjoyed doing those things but when it got to be my turn i didn't like the fact that everybody was looking at me yes. while i was doing something even though you know five other teams yeah. were all going at the same time it's very stressful yeah it's like uh but don't look at me while i'm doing it yes. i want to do Can it just don't look at me while turn I'm doing around it. please thank yes. you <laughs> I'd appreciate it. Thank you. So we find out Dan likes Lavina Dick. Lavina Dick. Lavina Dick. That's right. Lavina Dick. Younger sister of one Noah Dick. Yeah, I know who that is. Fuck, she can run, boy. I thought. I guess. I guess we've given up on my storyline at this point. But I thought he had a lady. Chip truck girl. Chip. Yeah. yeah. Chip truck girl. She just. What happened to that love? She just gone. And I wrote down, the one that got away is only romantic because it didn't happen. Oh, yeah. It's, what's that movie with the great white buffalo? Hot Tub Time Machine. When they he's thinking about the one that got away and they call her yeah. the great, great white buffalo. And then, but when you go back and you see the reality of what it was, mm -hmm. it's never as good as it's hyped up in your head. Yeah. They're always hyped up in your head. It, yeah, it's, it's not. That's 100% the case. Mm -hmm. If you think through any kind of one that got away situation and you're like okay i end up with that person now what it's not gonna be life altering or sexy or whatever it's just another relationship it is. that that's i think you get to a point in growing up when you realize that like all people are just people okay oh man that person's so hot or oh i couldn't wait to like i wish i could be with them they still poop <laughs> they still wake up with bad breath in the morning. Like, they still grow leg and armpit hair. It's just light. Like, they're not going to look like that all the time. You fall in love with the best 10% that they're putting out yeah. all the time. On social media, when you see people out at a thing, yeah. they're going to be done up. You don't get to wake up with their bed head and their stinky exactly. morning breath or them like not loading the dishwasher or to ever cleaning up like, like things that make them a human being mm -hmm. the things that are annoying the things that you have to love despise yes everybody has those things so uh, the one that got away is always on a pedestal because you've never seen the human side of them i'm betting yes just my two I cents just, i don't know why that kind of just me i think it's because dan is such a well-rounded individual most of the time to think that he 
has that fault, I guess, that he's still so mad about an incident that happened when he was 15 that he's holding yes. on to this resentment That's because he seems it. more evolved than that. And so if it was coming from Derry, I could have probably seen it better. That, yes. But coming from Dan, I could see why that would... But let me tell you, I'm glad Dan has something to do. I'm so excited. He's finally getting some time. Even if it's kind of strange, he gets a storyline, and I'm here for it. A thousand percent. But again, that just goes with the trend of people being, characters being written strangely this season. Because that doesn't really go in with his character. But, like you said, he's getting screen time. Anita and Noah arrive at the dollar store where Stuart, Connor, Darian are dancing and rolled is on his hands and knees making animal sounds so which cute. that's a weird sentence that's exactly what it's happened. exactly what was happening was reading it in sentence form like that is strange watching it didn't seem as strange <laughs> but reading it afterwards yes Stuart and rolled are instantly contemptuous of them Stuart says their daughters are not his responsibility and he insinuates that they may have done awful things to them Noah reprimands them about speaking in that manner to his wife, but Stuart and Rawl double down. Anita takes the initiative, steps on Stuart's toes, and asks whether the Lord will place him with the goats or the sheep on Judgment Day. <laughs> and Stuart does not hesitate to reply. He says, goats. I think he does hesitate to reply. I think yeah, he's thrown he, off. He does. He's like, uh, what, goats? And then he almost looks at Rawl like, is that the right answer? She sternly demands to know the whereabouts of her daughters and intimidate uh, and intimidated they suggest glenn who knows everything that goes on in letterkenny i can see that <laughs> he's such a gossip i know <laughs> she shouts for them to get gone goats Stuart hisses but she blitz <laughs> him into submission that's an interesting sentence yeah. <laughs> the skids run off well Stuart gets carried off yeah he does <laughs> <laughs> noah thanks her <laughs> for stepping in and as he was on the verge of getting rather cross. Do you see the absolute irritation Disdain. on her? Yes. It's like, I am so disgusted with you as a person and a man right now. <laughs> she does, though. So I wrote again, like, she is so savage. <laughs> I really liked her in this episode. Yeah, it was really funny. I did, too. And this interaction was, like, again, I just laughed through most of it. Watching it, you don't notice how weird it is. Because but <laughs> reading it, you think, oh, no, that did actually happen that yeah, way. If you didn't watch the show and you just read that paragraph, you would be like, what the fuck are you people watching? <laughs> okay. But when it happened, it seemed perfectly in keeping with what should be happening. Did she watch Tiger King? I've seen the first season. I haven't seen the second one yet. I didn't watch the second one either. Okay. But yeah, when everybody was in quarantine and watching Tiger King, I watched Tiger King. (laughs) There was something that someone put up on Facebook about it when, you know, they were, is being memed to death Uh, and all that stuff. And it was, there was so much wild stuff happening in Tiger King that you almost forget that this dude did an interview in his bathtub. (laughs) Do you remember that? <laughs> there was so much wild stuff. I can't remember that specifically, no, but They do I a whole it. ass interview with this man while he's sitting in his bathtub. That's... This is at least a TV show. Yes. That really is real life and happened. Yes. And oh my gosh. But I put rolled as all of us when they're making those dick jokes. And he's just like, ah, Stuart. <laughs> like, he's like, ah. 
Because, no, I mean, Katie does, they give each other, like, little side glances, and yeah. Katie's like, that seems like a loaded question, but nobody really acknowledges too much the fact that these people are talking like that. Yes. But Stuart straight up, they're rolled laughing about it the whole time. Like, really actively trying to make innuendos yes, with it. Yes, exactly. I like, we still have short-haired Stuart. Which I like. I Even like, with the hat back on, it's still nice. I like full full black outfit Stuart also. Mm. He had a black tank with his black overalls, overalls. on. Overalls. I think it looks nice. Do you think they're on drugs again? I hope not. I hope not, too. But I think yes. I think yes. He was literally, he, he barked and then meowed. <laughs> So probably. That is, yeah, that's probably <laughs> happening. Mama Dick will throw down. She is not concerned about what anybody thinks about her. She's mm-hmm. on a mission to find her daughters. She steps on his foot and leans in and bleats like a goat. That <laughs> bleats at him until he runs off or gets carried off. Yes. Which, because Stuart's being pretty snarky to her. Yeah. I wrote down, I, I hate this because he's. Snarky, snarky's one thing, but he, they were being mean about these people's religion, and that pissed me off. Religion and children. It's Don't look joke. at me and tell me you did something to my daughter. Yeah. That would piss me off, too. Uh, I could just feel her rage towards Noah, though. Like, oh, I'm glad you did something, because I, I was, was about to. Like, bitch, you were not. <laughs> I have to step up and do everything and take care of everything. <laughs> Noah is me. Hold me back. Hold me back. (laughs) Oh, you're so lucky. I was about to. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Did you ever run away? No. My brother did once. Twice. Three times. Maybe. I don't know. He was one of those runawayers that, like, would go for a night, go to his friend's house and come back. Yeah. But no, I never did. Yeah. I was always good. How about you? I say it. Yeah. I, I had the only thing that could even be considered that is I went to I said I was spending that with my best friend Chelsea (laughs) I went to a party which we both went to I think if I remember correctly but I stayed the night there I did not go stay the night with her and she was she was super responsible she went to work the next day and all this (laughs) stuff but I and I didn't get drunk but I drank for the first time Mm. there and the only reason I got caught is because I could not play it cool. My mom called me, and I was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, I can't answer. She knows. She knows. Because I was still at that house, you know, getting ready the to guilt. leave. And she was just, like, going to call and be like, hey, when are you coming home? But because I was so weird, she found out yeah. <laughs> what happened. Because I suck at being Yeah, I can't lie stealth. either. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm a bad, yeah, a bad liar, especially if I'm feeling, if I'm feeling guilty about a thing. That was probably something you felt like, oh, I probably shouldn't be doing this, but I'm going to. Yes. See, I never ran away, and I never snuck out of my house either, but one time I did spend the night at my friend's house, Mm -hmm. and we snuck out of her house together and didn't even do anything bad. Like, we literally went one street over to our other friend's house, and they had a couple of boys over, and nothing even happened. We didn't drink. There was no sex had. <laughs> we just hung out, but we had to actually crawl out of a window. So that was the, and I was, God, that was like my senior year of high school. So yeah. I was 17, almost 18, if not 18 already. So, but other than that, no. So you all just walked? We literally just walked down the road to another person's house. But yeah. Getting crazy. I know. <laughs> Man, watch out, Mennonites. <laughs> so the next scene... The hockey players arrive at the farm to ask for help. 
Katie asks if they need help with their Robert Munch book report. Robert Munch? Munch? I don't know how that's pronounced. I'm sure Canadians out there know how it's pronounced. <laughs> but they start listing off some favorites. Thomas's snowsuit, Moira's birthday, Angela's airplane, Stephanie's ponytail, paper bag princess, 50 below zero, pigs, David's father, and Riley says they don't have a Robert Munch book report due, though his favorite would be Mortimer and Jonesy would be the boy in the drawer, just because someone probably would have already picked Love You Forever. Aww. So I just looked up who he is. He's a children's writer. Yeah, I didn't I didn't look it up previously because I'm a bad podcaster, <laughs> but I just looked it up now. And Love You Forever... Ah, I can't. I can't. Oh, I need to edit. Okay. <laughs> Isn't that super cute? I think Jonesy's so cute because he's... I don't, I don't even know what any of these books are about, but just the title got me. I love was You like, Forever. It's the... It's, I love, love You Forever. I like you for always. As long as I'm living, my baby, you'll be. My mom used to sing me that oh. before bed every night when I was little. And then, but it's, it's not, is it from this? That's the book. That's, that's what the book. The, yeah. Oh, and it's oh. it's a story. It's just a kid's book, but you know, like the mom rocking her baby boy, yeah. and then saying it to her baby, like her little son, and yeah. then saying it when he's a grown up, and then at the end of the book, the mom's old and sickly, and the boy rocks her, and he says it to her. Like God, it's a it's a tearjerker. I can't read it to my kids. Like I, I get choked yeah. up and we have it didn't look at the author but i can't make it through it never to be open no i Uh, I think it's just the cutest that that's his favorite (laughs) that's my favorite but it's probably already taken so i don't know what any of the other ones are i haven't heard of any the the love you forever sounded familiar but the rest of them i had no idea well, since they said book reports and I didn't look it up, I had assumed that it was maybe like middle school or high school age books. And so that's not what I had in mind when he said that. But oh, like little, little kids. books. Yeah, they're little, little kids books. Wayne loses his patience and says his favorite is I have to go. <laughs> Riley is insistent, however, complaining that they have had to call off their takedown tourney with Ron and Dax because they have dicks all over them. All they want to do is make pound cake. We're running out of frosting, boys. Oh, my God. I love that they say that's from Riley and Jonesy, even though only one of them said it. Yeah. They beg Katie to let them hide at the farm, and she tells them to go get inside, which they do after first asking if she's (laughs) interested in having sex with them. Dan asks if all Mennonites are interested in frequent sexual relations, and Katie says they are. Derry adds that they are great workers and Wayne from off screen shouts can they run he loves hydration and running yes maybe he's just happy that they're not sitting because he hates sitting I put there's too many one liners to pick a favorite and then I put boy in the drawer because somebody probably already picked love you forever dicks all over us schmellies are swarming us Katie, I'll put this gently. All they want to do is bang. (laughs) 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 Jonesy had really good lines here. Mm -hmm. He's getting better lines, I think, this season. The way that Riley has been delivering his comedic timing so well Mm -hmm. lately, Jonesy felt like that to me in this scene, too. Yes, I agree. This season, I feel like he's taking on more of the Riley role. 
I don't know <laughs> if they've written it that way or if he's just getting better at it. They're Olympic level pole vaulters, buddy. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then when he says, "Wait, you've said that before," and it was to go bang. And like we said, we we definitely have bangovers. But if you go, you want to so like do some do some sex, sex or. Go! I know. I said, that is so hot. Yes, always. Why didn't you say it that way in the first place? Right. Do you want to maybe do some sex? Sex usually, you've said that to us before, and it usually was. Uh, so do you want to do some sex? Like, that was hilarious because they're going there to hide so they can... S- Stop having so much sex because they're just being oversexed. But they would pull it through if and, she wants and buckle to. down <laughs> for Katie. If that's what's being offered, boys. <laughs> I put, do they know all the time when people are being mean? Because I don't know if they caught on that the Hicks were being mean to them. And that breaks my heart a little I bit. Know. I think sometimes they know, and then other times, when Wayne sometimes is like, I don't even know your Ferda name, and he's like, well, I'm Riley, and really trying to explain it to yeah. him. I'm like, yeah, I figured you would know this by now. And the way that they answer this time, sometimes I don't think they do know. Majority of the time, I don't think they do know. I said they're definitely going to get heat stroke. <laughs> They need to stay hydrated. <laughs> they need to stay hydrated, but They've never thrown so much hip. This is a prime opportunity for Wayne to give his hydration speech, and he doesn't do it. Missed opportunity, Wayne. <laughs> for shame. It's Bush League. <laughs> they have bangovers. They have bangovers. And I love that But Katie... they could boot and rally for yes, Katie. <laughs> rally for Katie. I just love that she's go to my room. Go to my room. Oh, oh man. <laughs> And they could move the Jeep for them, but how will they ever learn? <laughs> That's so... Which is so true. It's like... It's true. You're I going mean... to hide, and then you left your Jeep right there at the front. I like how Wade gets onto them when they first pull up. Grab a rake and fix that... Fix that gravel, yeah. That gravel, yeah. <laughs> and Dan's obviously hoping for some intimate relations, too. I think he's like, wait a second. Because, again, that just continues to elevate the pedestal of the one that got away. Yes. She got away, and she would have been down for banging all the time. <laughs> Man, I'm missing out. <laughs> then we move over to Noah and Anita arriving at the church, finding Glenn doing yoga in shirt sleeves, a tie, boxer briefs, and rainbow <laughs> wristbands. I love him. He says... It's something to help him communicate with the Lord, which he calls Yo God. Noah explains that their daughters are missing. Glenn can sympathize as when his parents were in missionary positions in Africa, he joined an all-male period review about dolphin poaching called Master and Bader. Oh my god. They laugh over the dolphin puns until Glenn relates that he and a buddy made a blowhole that they're super proud of. Glenn suggests that they go see Wayne, because if I was a teenage girl, and I'm 80% sure that I'm not, (laughs) that's exactly where I would get my gap filled. Jesus. (laughs) Okay, so what do you think about the church scene? My Glenn, he says, I call it Yogod, which I'm pretty sure it's going to be a thing. Yes. (laughs) It's about to catch on any day now. 
and then all the dick puns again it was just it was too many back and forth for me to even write them all down yeah but i laughed my cup runneth over <laughs> yeah, just, i laughed the whole time now i'm always excited to see a dick but two dicks at once my cup runneth over what do i owe the pleasure of getting double dick it's too much and then um I made a note like I was thinking I didn't like like this episode, but I really liked it. Yeah. And this scene, this scene was funny to me. I'm I, curious about the gap year thing because I'm assuming Glenn is not well. He's not Mennonite. Mm-hmm. I didn't get a gap year as <laughs> no. I just got shamed. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Keep repress it, repress it, repress it. <laughs> yes. Okay, now you can move out of that. Yeah. <laughs> I liked that you know, because they were especially Anita was very aggressive towards the hicks mm-hmm. and then towards the hockey players and then towards the skids. But they just laughed back and forth with Glenn, yeah. and I liked that. They're all pleased with themselves. I yeah. wrote down this should be the most comfortable conversation they have because it's with a man of God yeah. in theory. And that in theory. <laughs> and even though he's standing there in boxer briefs, and it would be a weird situation, you would think, mm-hmm. but they seem very at ease with Glenn, and I think it's just because he's religious. And so yeah. they kind of feel like he's more on their on level. On their level, yeah. yeah. I mean, their humor is the same, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> this is one of my favorite bloopers, though. Have you seen the bloopers? I don't think season? I've seen that one, but you'll have to show it to me after the podcast. Well, the basic point of it is they're trying to do the scene, or they're about to start the scene, and Jacob goes, hey, eyes up here, because they're both just sitting there staring. <laughs> and, and Sarah said, did we both spend that whole take staring at this package? <laughs> really were just like eyes down. He goes, hey, eyes up here. That's hilarious. It's so good. Anita, honest to God, eyes up here. Come on. Sorry. Noah, you can keep your eyes exactly where they were. Go back. Go back. Are you still here? (laughs) Did we both spend the entire take staring at his package? They're coming full circle. They have to go ask Wayne. And this is the point where I wrote down, they're probably really, really worried about their daughters. I Could you imagine about... not knowing where your daughter no. is? No. I mean, and Scarlett's only 13. She's about to be 14. But if these girls are only a few years older than her mm-hmm. and they were missing, I mean, and they're not missing, missing. They know that they've gone out for their rumspringer. But curious if... It's only for a certain amount of time. Do they have a time limit? It's like, hey, this is how long you have to explore and go out. And then once you hit this time, if you've not come home by then, then you're not coming home. Or is go out for as long as you like and you decide when you decide. Because they kind of made it seem like they're out doing this, but we just want, we want them back now. Yeah. So we're trying to find them. I think it varies, but what I... When I was trying to look into it, I think it can last up to two years. Oh, wow. I believe. I mean, and it doesn't matter how old your kids get. They're still your kids. And I don't have any grown-up children yet, but I'm feeling like it's not going to change too much. Yeah. It's like that's still your child. I'm a big true crime person, (laughs) and so I'm always watching it or listening to a podcast, and I don't have kids, but... Anybody that you care about, if you were actively looking for someone and you couldn't continuously could not find them mm-hmm. anywhere, you would get nervous. You about start it. to get to that point where you'll get up in somebody's face and 
make goat noises at them. <laughs> yeah, you. I, if I feel like you're keeping me from my child who I'm trying to find that I'm concerned about, yeah, I feel like I would be a lot like Anita Yeah. at this point. Yeah, so like I, I get where she's coming from. I'm wondering if they're supposed to stay in a group when they do this, though. Because, well, and they've stayed together. Almost like, just like a buddy system. Okay, if you have to stay with your sister, they're both, you know, obviously making these decisions together at this point, but you like a safety in numbers kind of thing. Yeah. I was just thinking about the other two guys that were with them at the Bush party. Are they brothers? They're brothers? I don't think they're brothers. brothers. I'm just thinking they're just other Mennonite community members. Also on their gap year from that same community, then you, I I just wonder if you're supposed to kind of, kind of stay together. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm curious how, I just don't know how it works. Do you Uh, have a place you can stay? That's what I was literally about to ask. Are you just supposed to automatically know how to get an apartment and a job and be able to pay for all these things on your own for the whole year? Or is there a place that you stay? Or are you just... I'm wondering if previous Mennonite or Amish people who left the community for the English world, but or in the area, would host people, maybe? I don't know. No idea how it works. I don't either. I'm just speculating. This uh, is the yeah. University of Wild Speculation. Yes. But those are real questions that I would want to know, being the planner that yeah. I am, before I left my home. Okay, I can leave for a year and explore this, but, but where? where am I going to stay? And yeah. how am I going to eat? And where am I going to sleep? And... How do I afford these clothes that I change into in the cornfield? Who buys them? It's all kinds of questions. My question at this point is, where are these girls? They've obviously been staying with or hanging around Riley and Jonesy, but... But if Riley if and Jonesy are at the farmhouse... At the farm now, where are they? they yeah, I don't know. It's just strange. Where Where do you have to be? I guess they don't have to be anywhere, but you also don't have a place to be. Yeah. You know? I would feel very... Adrift. Yes. Yeah. Good word usage. Yeah. I, I knew there was a word I wanted to use. I just couldn't think of it right away. But yeah, I don't, and I don't like that anymore. I mean, I guess yeah. there's a certain romantic feeling when you're younger and you, oh, we get to da 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 da. But don't know what's gonna happen from now. One I'm like, ah, uh, no, I need to know where I'm gonna be. You know, like, eh, it's okay. It's about bedtime, and I want to know where bed is. I, I don't know. Maybe you and I are just that type of people. <laughs> Though I'm a big planner for anything mm-hmm. now, actually I probably have always really uh, yeah. been that way. So even when I would do things more spur of the moment, I still wanted to know end game at least. Like, oh hey yeah, you want to go to the club? You want to go down to Knoxville? Da, 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 da. Yeah, but I also knew that I would be coming back that night. Like yeah. who was driving? Even if I wasn't, you know. Being overly responsible, I still wanted to know how we're getting home. What time we leaving? What time we leaving? When after we get there, who's going to be there? Who's Mm -hmm. like car are we taking? All the stuff. So many things just to go out and dance. I wanted to make sure it was all taken care of before I got drunk, so I didn't have to try to figure it out while I was drunk. Exactly, because that's just no fun. (laughs) Nope, a lot harder too. So the carriage comes back to the farm, parking next to Jonesy's Jeep, which is blocking the laneway. Wayne admits that Riley and Jonesy are hiding in the house. Katie starts to object, but Wayne points out that the Mennonites would be the first to help if anyone in town were missing a kid or a cat. (laughs) I love that he equates those two. (laughs) Riley and Jonesy emerge sheepishly, but before Anita can attack them, Dan stands up in their defense, saying that 
their daughters are just being young. He mentions that he has things from his youth that he regrets and that their daughters will regret swapping bodily fluids with the hockey players less than Dan regrets not telling Lavina he has feelings for her. Want to know what, Squirrely Dan? I'm really rooting for you here, but you got to go ahead. Summit, Mount, what's your point anytime now? <laughs> I don't know why they felt the need to put that quote in there. That's what I'm saying. It's been weird. I feel like they're doing stuff way too detailed and having too many little paragraphs to cover one scene. I want yeah. them to do like a paragraph <laughs> a scene, and it's not like that anymore. It yeah. used to be like that, and it's not anymore. Dan I think pro- that's where it's getting me. Sorry. No, no, you're fine. <laughs> Dan proposes a bargain. He'll return his daughters, but in exchange, they will arrange for Lavina to meet Dan, and they shake hands. I have thoughts. Tell me your thoughts. I didn't like that bargain. Yeah, I don't like it either. It feels like they're taking the decision away from the girls who are supposed to be able to pick if they mm-hmm. want to stay or not, and then trading it like cattle to yeah, I was be able saying, to talk. They're more like chess pieces than people at this point. Yeah. Like, like a bargaining chip. Hey, this is what you have that I want, so I will return these things to you. If you do this for me. So one, it's almost like a hostage negotiation or something. And these girls are not even there to have a say in it at all. Who says they even want to go back? They might not. I didn't like that they took the agency away from the girls. I didn't like that Dan apparently knew where they were the whole time and never said anything. That just rubbed me the wrong way. Mm Because I did write down, I think Wayne is totally in the right here. These people are looking for their daughters. Yeah, whether it's a the girls serious situation. want to come back or not, that's not really the point here. They're still concerned about them. They mm-hmm. want to know if they're okay and find them. It's not like the daughters were up in the room, but people who did know where they were were up in the room. Yes, and Wayne was in the right. It, yeah, you have to keep your word. And yeah, they promised to let the guys stay there i guess kind of hide them but but this is more important because it's silly i mean if they, were gonna get, if they were gonna get hurt i mean that's one thing yeah you keep them hid but this is more important finding your family mm-hmm. besides the whole deal situation i did like dan coming in with the hot take <laughs> and the and the speech that he gave because i feel like he's right i mean they're just being kids yeah i but he's being very dad-like again yes dad dan he grins when he stands and up Imp, riley and jonesy don't help themselves no oh my very god bendy. No. very bendy like shut up you're just making it so much worse hold your aces boys she's about to scratch your eyes out and that's all i had i just that my last question was where are the girls at right now because i i still don't get exactly where yeah and they, they never but... say when they're not with the hockey players other than when they pop up in the back of the Jeep. You don't know where they are. So later in a montage, <laughs> the Hicks drive Charity and Chastity to the Mennonites farm. Charity and Chastity, dressed once again in Mennonite garb, hug their parents enthusiastically. Lavina Dick emerges carrying a glass of lemonade. I didn't realize that. I didn't either. I saw that she had a beverage, but I yeah. didn't realize it was lemonade. <laughs> that makes sense. And Dan removes his hat. And he, he does look cute and he, he smiles. Looks so adorable. Is, I even drew a little smiley face with like little cheeks because his <laughs> cheeks were so cute. He, I, I love little happy Dan. Yes. Ten points to him. <laughs> I was surprised that the girls were so enthusiastic about going back because they did not seem like they wanted to go back. They're actively hiding from their yeah. parents. Really 
enthusiastic about their extracurriculars with the, the hockey players. So I was surprised that they went back as enthusiastically as they did. This song is called Jesus Was a Crossmaker by Frida Hyvenen. And I didn't mind it. I mean, it fit, I guess. <laughs> I wrote down, I'm not sure why Wayne, Katie, and Derry needed to go. They were just in the back of the truck. Because Dan was the one... Who wanted to meet Who wanted? I Levine. guess just to be around. I don't know if they're just going to sit in the truck and wait on him. I don't know. <laughs> so it was just a strange... I didn't even notice that, but now that you bring it up, yeah, that is weird. And where are the girlfriends? Oh, I didn't miss them. I didn't notice they were gone. I'm thinking they're probably just home. Finally. Like, yeah, they've decided to finally go back home for a while. (laughs) And another question, wouldn't Lavina be married by now? I would think... I don't know, because I feel like the tendency would probably be to marry younger in that community. Oh, yeah, for sure. Especially if she's desirable, I guess, in the Mennonite community. And she's cute. I know. That was the note that I took away from it, was that they keep calling her broad-shouldered, and I'm broad-shouldered. Even when I'm skinny, I'm broad-shouldered. Yeah. And I didn't think she looked very broad-shouldered. Like, they were making it out to see like she was really wide or something. Yeah. And as a wide person, I was kind of taking offense to that (laughs) her name is brooke bruce and she is a musician from sudbury ontario oh hey see i'm wondering if like you said charity and chastity hadn't really been anything else i wonder if they were locals who just like hey open casting call we need a couple of people for the show and they just live in sudbury or from there around that area and just came out probably that was that would in my head that's what makes me happy so that's what i'm gonna go with (laughs) well there's an open casting call right now for shorzy show (gasps) darn you coronavirus (laughs) (laughs) i know right and the last thing i have is my score which is a seven i gave it a seven okay which is a good score for me yeah we've been awful kind of back and forth and all over the place with it but yeah this was probably my favorite one thus far of this season. Yeah, it did It, it did well. It was interesting. I liked seeing everybody. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily feel like I needed to follow the new characters around, but I liked seeing everybody. Hey, what's what are y'all up to? Yeah. And the season hasn't been bad, but I haven't had one episode that's like, oh my god, that was hilarious. Yes. This episode was really funny to me, though. This is very good, above average, mm-hmm. I would say. But there's not been a standout not that's a, hilarious. Yeah. And that's the difference, I think, right now. Mm-hmm. So season six isn't bad. It's just... We Nothing get, we has been standout yeah, yet. Yeah, we can't pinpoint that one episode that we love mm-hmm. yet from it. So do you have... You said you had... What's the scoop? Okay, so it kind of... Well, do yours first, because mine ties in with yours. Okay. Well, here's a scoop, and I'm going to tell you. Well, mine might be a little... I, they really long. might be kind of the same. Okay. <laughs> So, the Shorzy show, it's currently in development. A lot of stuff has been kind of speculated, but we know for a fact. So, they're looking for hockey players right now. They're doing a casting call. Northern Casting is the company that's doing it, and they're looking for hockey players. They're looking for sexy bar patrons, (laughs) hockey fans, and then there's a few other things that are specific, females within a certain age, and... All that stuff. But we know that, for a fact, Anik is going to be in it. Huh. 
Interesting. Yeah. Well, and I was even happy to find out that it's going to be an actual real show. Yes. So not to get too far of where we are in the podcast, but season 10 just came season out. Season 10. And the infamous side look. Yes. I was like, ah, you almost see his face. But what makes it kind of previously on is in the podcast that I listened to today. You said, or maybe in just one before, yeah. you said you wished that Wayne and Shorzy could have some sort yes. of interaction. And they do. And then they do. And it's much nicer than, because uh, we talked about having them fight because Shorzy is such a shirt talker. Yeah. But they actually have a bit of camaraderie. And yes. I think that the what worked in that favor is that the first thing that Wayne sees of him is his hard work ethic. That work ethic. Can he skate? Yes. <laughs> I think... I'll see. There's a few other things on here. Guest stars for the debut season will include Lawrence LeBeouf. I don't know who that is. Scott Thompson. Jonathan Torrens. So, Noah Dick. I'm assuming he's going to be playing a character. Because he seems like a character actor, you know? Well, and also, all they'd have to do is take the beard and hat off of him, and True. he'll look completely different. So... Camille Sullivan, Elania Jones, Kim Cloutier, which I'm probably pronouncing that wrong, Michaela Brassier, and Lysandra Nadeau. So, I don't know who any of those people are, but they are purported to be guest stars in the debut season. There's also a list of people, and I think these might be hockey players. I'm not going to go through all of them. There's a there's a big long list, but if you want to get like an in-depth look at what's going on, there's a whole page about it already on the Letterkenny wiki, and they're talking about casting, and let me see if it says when they're doing their shooting. Nope, it doesn't say. On October 3rd. Okay. No, that's when they announced. Dates from mid-November to early December. So I'm assuming they've already recorded, or they must have already been in production. Is that when they recorded or to when they were looking for the holding the open casting? Males 38 to, uh, 18 to 38 were sought for dates from mid-November to early December. So I'm assuming that's when they were filming. Hmm. So I'm thinking it's it's probably already done. They you, probably you finished. Think it's done? I bet they finished filming in early December. Because hmm. he wouldn't want to not be around family for Christmas, I would think. So, I would think early December would be the latest he would want to go. They're doing stuff. They're doing Either some way. stuff. Yeah. I did love their interaction on season 10. Because it wasn't a ton, but it was enough to where people who have been watching it and laughing at Jared Kiso playing two different roles this whole time finally have those two characters Neat. come together. Yeah. And then at the end, when... Again, not to get too far ahead, but when he's standing there and he does the side look and you almost see his face, I almost got goosebumps. It was like, oh, it was a profound moment for such a silly little show. Yeah, it it was exciting yeah. in a way that it had no right to be. Yeah, like, should I be so excited about this? I am. <laughs> Something I just saw just there, I can never, I can't pronounce her name, Canitio Can- Horn. Tannis, the the woman who plays Tannis, is listed as a consulting producer on the Shorzy show. Get it, girl. I know. I was like, heck yeah. Good for you. That's awesome. That makes it even more excited. So I am 
very invested. I am thinking this might come out in summer. It would be cool if they don't come out the same time as Letter Kenny. Yes. So that way we could have a little Some, fix yes. in between. <laughs> yes. That'd be, that would be very smart if they kept that up. But I'm hoping that Shorzy getting a spinoff isn't the death of Letter Kenny. That's my hope, too. I, lo- I like Shorzy, and I'm excited to see his show. But, but not the expense not, of our boys. Yeah. <laughs> Unless they're sending our boys up there, too, which it didn't look like they were. Then they need to continue doing Letter Kitty for at least a little while longer. Uh, well, that's all I have. If you don't have anything else. No, that was just like Megan got her wish. Yeah. Yay. Yay. I, know, I was so excited. I thought about that today, too. It's like, it's like they are listening to our podcast. Someone is. Someone from Canada is. I'm so excited. I, someone from Ontario is. So. Maybe. Maybe. Secret. Maybe this is like, hey, you, research and development. I need you to listen to all the Letterkenny podcasts that are out there and see what they're saying. <laughs> Yay. Um, also, a quick new development that I just realized today. There is a way to rate podcasts now on Spotify. There used to not be. It was only an option on apple Podcasts. so if you listen to us on spotify go ahead and give us a rating um please be nice we yeah. just we just do this for free and for fun so we're doing our best guys <laughs> please before you rate us please be kind and if you're not going to be kind then don't rate us <laughs> all right well we will see you all next time for season six episode five until soon Thanks again for listening to Not My Forte, a super soft podcast. Information is pulled for this episode from letterkenny.fandom.com, as well as Megan and Amber's notes. Music for these episodes is provided by Mark Wallach, and that song is called Rattle and Shake. If you have any questions about this episode, or any comments or insights on this episode or future episodes, feel free to email us at casualjosh0 at gmail.com. That's casualjosh, the number zero, at gmail.com. And remember to put not my forte in the subject line.